Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? I voted. <laughs> Ouch. Yay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. What, what we'll, else is we'll, there to say? <laughs> yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about that. I also voted as well, uh, and, I, and I have some interesting anecdotes about uh, some of my local candidates who are, who are just awesome, great Democrats. Ooh. Uh, and yeah, and also joining us this week is uh, former co-host Ladonna. Uh, you know, it's great to have you back on, Ladonna. Welcome back. Great to be here. I too voted. I'm in physical pain. <laughs> I will be for a long time. Yeah. Well, you're in a, and you're in a super tight swing state too. So. Oh was... my God, the pressure, the pressure from everyone was crazy. And I, I mean, I really don't care, but it's yeah. just, it's a lot on social media. Everybody. Mm-hmm yelling at all sides yeah yeah well you know let's just i mean and obviously this is the last podcast we're doing before the election the election is in six days uh shoot me in the face so we will uh be talking almost exclusively about the election today this is basically going to function as our preview uh for the election uh so i guess before we get into our electoral maps maybe we should uh you know whoever to to whatever extent anyone's comfortable with it talk about our our ballots and and how we ended up (laughs) going um so yeah i i uh unless one of you guys wants to start i'll 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 just okay uh yeah no i voted i voted today i've been putting it off like like the plague um (laughs) i did vote for in in the in the general i voted for for the green candidates for howie and angela um good job yeah well i'm gonna say number one i'm in a safe state i think i still probably would have voted for them even if i wasn't like fucking pennsylvania or wherever but um just because i every day joe and we'll talk about this motherfucker and what he said today a little later on but every day joe biden makes me loathe him more and more and just continues to tell me that he does not want my vote so you know i i respect his wishes and i i didn't vote for him so he does I, if he would just shut up it would make it a lot easier <laughs> to vote for him. He, no if he never came out of his basement like he it would have been fine honestly um yeah. but no so uh yeah i voted for for uh walker and the and and uh hawkins and and honestly i'm not even thrilled about them like they they've not been the best green candidates you know hawkins is uh I find him to be uninspiring. He gave a lot of a lot more credence to the Russiagate shit than I would have liked. But again, he's the lesser of three evils. So I voted for, I mean, for Howie Hawkins. Think they're going to get to five percent? Because I don't even no, think they're going to get to one percent. Yeah, one. Yeah. But but I feel better about it because I I know that I I didn't cast a vote for someone I don't support in right. this party. I'm not you know I don't oh, whatever percentage he gets, it'll be enough that uh, liberals it, will be know blamed. his name. <laughs> 
they're going to be like, um, Howie Hawkins, who's that? Like, oh, you forgot there was a Green Party candidate running, didn't you? Yeah, no, and so now uh, the rest of my ballot, my uh, my my House uh, seat, the congressional seat, I voted for the Green candidate because my current incumbent Democrat, uh, John Larson, is pretty shitty and doesn't support Medicare for All. Is not a co-signee, so that's an immediate... Um, you know, disqualification for him. Now, state senator, I, you know, and again, I had to Google a lot of these people because I'd never fucking heard of them. My state senator, uh, I'm not going to tell you what party he's from, but I just want to read you a quick little th- funny uh, excerpt from his Wikipedia. Uh, in 2017, Fonfair, uh, and his name is John Fonfair, by the way. Uh, in 2017, Fonfair was caught up in a scandal that touched on both the Black Lives Matter and the Me, uh, Me Too movements. Arvia Walker, a public policy expert uh, employed by Planned Parenthood of Southern New England, alleged that Fonfair opined, uh, quote, I need a stand with white men pin in response to her stand with black women button. Uh, and that when she told Fonfair that he did not need a pin like that, because, in fact, uh, the entire country stands with white men, she claimed that Fonfair responded, you've been listening to propaganda. You should walk in my shoes one day. <laughs> Uh, he later apologized for his racial comment. 13 civil and human rights organizations, including the ACLU and the, and the Connecticut Women's Education Legal Fund, condemned his conduct. Uh, the pre- Democratic Senate president condemned him, called it a teaching moment, yada, yada, yada. Uh, that guy's a Democrat. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I did not vote for him. <laughs> Need- needless to say, I did not vote for him. And then the other two were like local people that I- didn't even you know whatever but um yeah so you know nothing exciting no of course no ballot measures because god forbid they ever allow people actual direct democracy uh it almost never happens in the northeast it's kind of incredible uh that the mostly democratic you know controlled northeast uh has really almost put a stranglehold on keeping ballot measures of any kind of significance off of uh ballots like i never had a single one in any of my elections for New York outside of the constitutional convention measure, which they did huge propaganda to, to kill, uh, which I, you know, I voted for. I, I thought we should have had one and it would have actually allowed people to insert things into the constitution of the state that, you know, like things like uh, universal health, like things that we should uphold as actual, you know, rights and things that that should be protected constitutionally. But you don't think it would have allowed them that. to throw in a bunch of shit too, though? Well, that was that was the that was the idea. But again, it's like the Democrats have a supermajority in New York, so theoretically, right. nothing should. bad should have gotten made its way in there. But of course, they scaremongered the Democrats, scaremongered about it, mm. and it got killed. So, in any event, um, I, yeah, I can't imagine why Cuomo wouldn't want a constitutional amendment for health care. That's so I know it, it's crazy. It's crazy. You think he's a Democrat? Of course he wants, and he and he did such a great job with uh, with COVID nineteen that he's writing a a book about lessons that he learned and you know lessons he's passing on oh as if he's God. this fuck. The, the, <laughs> the most baffling fucking thing to me in the world is how it's just liberal orthodoxy and accepted that Andrew Cuomo did a great job responding to coronavirus. The coronavirus, he. Well, the, the, I mean, you the, know, the deaths in cases in New York, <laughs> like it's time to look back cases, on what we got right, right? Well, no, but the <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, of course, but no, the deaths in cases in New York uh, uh, outnumber like most countries. Like it's not you did a fucking horrible job. The first major outbreak was in New York. Like it, it's just asinine to fucking 
uh, you know, it's just totally ahistorical to claim that he did even a, even a, even a passable job of handling COVID. But we, we just know. had a, a a week of record new cases, eighty six thousand in one day. We just had the other day. Yep. Uh, which you know they're all they're saying, oh, it's because we we do doing more testing. No, like, no, no, no. <laughs> that's no, no, that's not the case. And also the uh, in Connecticut, where we did great during the summer and our, you know, uh, fucking Republican Democrat governor was, you know, being leaned on by all the fucking Republicans in the state to open up businesses and open up schools and all this shit. And of course we did it. And yesterday we hit our single highest uh, total for positive COVID cases, even higher than back in April when it was exploding in New York and Connecticut and the Northeast. And we're, you know, up above 4% every day about for, for positivity rate. Like it's, it's a fucking fiasco. And we're, we're, we're part of the other 47 States now, I think that are in uh, uncontrolled spread. You know, that chart that the CDC, you that's know, where Wisconsin updates. is too. Yeah. Record, you know, highs almost every single day. And it's funny because I'm in a school district. I'm in rural, rural red, Wisconsin, this school dr- district, I want to say over 80% of them voted to send the kids back in person. Mm-hmm. And so they did. And inevitably, we all predicted it. You know, they had to close down. So what they did was, I think they had over 200 people quarantining, including a ton of teachers. So they basically closed down for two weeks, and now they're trying to open again with record highs. Just insane. My kid is not, by the way. (laughs) Oh, good, good. Yeah, no, just absolute fucking insanity. Um, Yeah, so So that was my ballot. Who did you vote for? (laughs) (laughs) If you got, you know, look, you don't have to say it if you're not comfortable, but... (laughs) No, I'll say it. No, I... This was really hard, Um, you know, and I'm... I thought a lot about um, family members. Um, You know, one of them is on Section 8 in housing. And, you know, the second that Trump got in, her percentage uh, that she had to pay of her income every month went from 30% to 40%. Um, You know, I talked with my friends and, you know, members of the LGBT community and, you know, got some of their thoughts as well. And, you know, they were obviously all very concerned, although... Now that we already have the Supreme Court justice, I don't know, you know, how much is really even on the ballot there. But, I, you know, I'm in a swing state. I'm in rural red Wisconsin, and it's going to be close. So it was painful, and I'm going to scrape my skin with razor blades for the rest of my life, but I voted for Biden. And um, I will say this. He is not the first Republican I voted for. <laughs> well, no, I know. I was going to say we know that's true. I but. thought you were going to say you wrote in Hillary. No, my God, no, no, no. But you know, I, like, I almost I've, said it as a joke. That would have been funny. I voted that. for fascism light. That's what. That's the way I look <laughs> at it. Is it's fascism, you know, extreme or fascism light? And that would that would actually have been a really funny bit if you did say that you wrote in Hillary. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, no, I actually almost wrote in Hillary, and I also almost wrote in Hunter as a joke. I thought that both of those would have been funny, but I did want to at least. Give some semblance of support, like, you know, uh, vote support to a party that I agree with, even if I don't love the candidate. I mean, Um, I wanted to vote for D's nuts. I don't care. Like anybody, anybody else. But and like and, you know, I I, I didn't vote for Biden and I couldn't bring myself to vote for Biden. I'm not going to give a lot, a a ton of shit to people in swing states that vote for Biden again. And even if I was in a swing state, I wouldn't have. But yeah, I, I, I get the. Just purely out of like, I don't want to be fucking hassled by the rest for for the rest of the time by my <laughs> obnoxious fucking peers about you know doing that whatever. Uh, 
it's a complicated situation, but again, this is not I, a choice we should have had to fucking make. Like no. this is it's disgraceful that we're fucking left with two Republicans to vote for. And, and it's I, extremely you know, frustrating and I'm sure, you know, we'll get into this with the numbers of young people that are turning out and in, in, you know, early voting. And I think that's Bernie's movement, you know, and we're gonna waste it on this. I mean, I, my hope is, you I know, mean, it continues, but fuck. Not to not to be, you know, super hard, but he fucking wasted it on this. He's trying to, he keeps telling everybody, you know, this is, I, I just, again, I can't. I feel like there's things he doesn't, that, that he can, that he knows that he can't let on. Yeah, I, I just, fuck, I, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I, it never fails to depress me watching him give a fucking rally to like a to like a drive-in rally of like 15 fucking people you know tra- talking about how Joe Biden is is like is great and is going to save democracy and is going to Can you imagine like, what a mindfuck it is for him though? I mean, he talked to packed arenas before and and knows what his movement was. Imagine what a mindfuck that is for him. Fuck. I'm sure. I'm sure, but you know, eh. I, I he, he just fucking he bought into mo- it. He knew exactly what he was going to have to do eventually. He knew they were going to rat fuck him. This wasn't some shock to Bernie. Mm. And he, you know, again, again, like, and it's not, you know, a secret. And we've talked about it a million times. He believed in the things he advocated for, but he cares more about his legacy. And it's his fatal fucking flaw. Like, what's, I forget that, the the the, the Greek, we, we talked about it with the Game of Thrones finale. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's his. That's that's his. Hum- yeah, that that word <laughs> for Bernie is um, that he just he he really believes in the things he's advocated for. He's advocated for them his whole life, but he wants he doesn't want to be Ralph Nader. He's got this fucking crippling fear of being ostracized like Ralph Nader, and it's like you're a fuck that that's a fucking cowardly you know thing to do because Ralph Nader, despite the fact that liberals hate his fucking guts. I think of as one of the great Americans of our lifetime. Like he, we wouldn't have fucking seatbelts if it wasn't for Ralph Nader. Right. We probably wouldn't have the EPA, the Clean Water and Clean Air Act, if it wasn't for Ralph Nader. Like, you know, history will remember Ralph Nader very fondly, and history will look at back at Bernie as somebody who tried to do the right thing but got subsumed into a system that he was, you know, claiming to fight against. And it's it's really people upsetting. forget he was really in my mind a part of that system. I mean, yes, he was working to reform it, but he's been, you know, in well, Congress reformer, yeah. no, he's, forever. And he's so not a revolutionary. there was a big discussion in uh, one of the groups about whether or not he's part of the establishment. And in my head, I'm like, well, you know, in, in many ways he is, it doesn't mean he can't fix it, <clears throat> but he is quote unquote spewing establishment propaganda right now. He is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just sad to see how, how precipitously he fell and how how easily he rolled over and like how he didn't take the you know and again Obama you know we of course know that Obama fucked him Obama used just an unprecedented level of like interference in the in the presidential primaries to completely blatantly rat fuck him but at the same time he didn't have to fucking roll over and take it he didn't have to drop out as soon as he did he didn't have to fucking be quiet about the fact that Barack Obama was trying to rat fuck democracy, but he did. And I'm still not convinced that it was Barack that that came up with this strategy. I think he was a tool in in oh, enacting. You know, it, he just it, it made all, the phone it all amounts. It all amounts yeah. to the same. I mean, Obama is a fucking tool to begin. Like he's a right. tool of the corporate, you know, uh, the corporate oligarchy. He's not. He, it's not because he personally, 
you know, cares one way or another. He doesn't give a fuck. He's but that's you what know, people are acting with, like with with yeah. Richard Branson. But 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 Obama is really an archetype at this point. He's not a person. He he's just a representative of the will of corporate America, and you know that's what it was. So. But yeah. on, the, on the courage piece, I mean, I'm not going to be gutless about it. I, you know, I feel like if I'm going to vote for somebody, I have to be willing to, you know, talk about it, defend it or no, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of people be like, mm, mm, not say anything. No, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to say it. I, I did it. You know, y'all can. I mean, and I know I know it will happen that, you know. Biden wins, whatever. If if it, if that happens, you know, day two he's going to be fucking us from the. Be- I know that. Like I know that it's already. I, well, I've I got good no, news for you if you're worried about that. I don't think that's going to happen. I have but. no illusions about moving him left or any of that stuff. I don't. I like I know who he yeah. is. But. Yeah, comrade. So yeah. Y- any other interesting down ballot races for you or no? It was all shit. I mean, I yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's so red the, here. The, the usual, the, uh, I was exactly. just voting against in every single uh-huh. case. And when there was only a Republican on the ballot, I wrote in Bernie and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Comrade. Yo, I'm here. So, uh, yeah. So we've, we've been told for how long this is the most important election of our lives. And I could About not 50 think years, of an man. election... <laughs> Uh, that that matters less than this election. Wow. There's, I mean, what's the fucking difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden? Uh, where you've got Joe Biden and Barack Obama attacking Trump on foreign policy from the right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, when's the last time we had a president that didn't start a war? What, uh. Like. Right, what, now? right now, yeah, right no. now, <laughs> it's, it's Trump wins on that hands down. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, no, we, we it totally he's going to start that, World but... War Three over and over. Oh, Trump's going to start a bigger war. He's going to start a bigger war. It's going to be ten. He he ended the longest war in U.S. history, our war with North Korea, right? And he didn't, you know, have a bunch of conditions. He just went and fucking did it. And he was like, "Hey, Dennis Rodman, let's get on a plane and go over there and fucking end that war." <laughs> and. Yeah. And he fucking, he, you know, goes to the Rust Belt, holds these rallies with the, the parents of all the kids that went and fought all of Bush and Obama's wars. And he says, I didn't start any wars. In fact, I brought a bunch of troops home. And they're all like, yay, because he knows. He knows they're all anti-war now. You know, and, and Obama's out there going, you don't make friends with our adversaries. That's not, you know, that's not good. That China and Russia and North Korea want you to be real. Re- like, what the fuck is he doing? And Venezuela. That's, that's What the again, fuck is Joe it, Biden and, and Barack Obama doing? I don't want Joe Biden to be president, but no. I voted for him. Wow. <laughs> I voted for him. Yeah. I voted for, for Joe Biden because fuck him. I'm going to shit all over that guy. If he gets elected, I'm going to do nothing but tear that motherfucker apart because he's terrible. Oh my God, right. this is so hilarious because I was sitting in my kitchen earlier thinking about what you were going to say on this and thinking <laughs> there's a parallel universe where he actually did it and I could see the rationale oh. for it and you're giving it. Holy shit. This is this is Teflon for me <laughs> because I can say whatever the fuck I want about him to anybody because I voted for that motherfucker. And if he yeah. loses, then no one can say that he lost because I didn't vote for him. Yeah. yeah. Right? Be- because I'm going to just like represent the entire left wing of everything and just be like, well, I voted for him. Therefore, every Bernie supporter voted for him. So you can't <laughs> fucking say shit now. So either way, whether he wins or loses, this is my fucking get out of jail free card to fucking trump every shit lib online. No matter what they say, I can say, well, guess what? I voted for that son of a bitch. So what do you got now? 
Were you voting from uh, a Illinois? Swing state. Or a swing state. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm still registered to vote in Michigan. Um, okay. So I voted there. And the there's a the fucking Senate race there. The guy, the attack helicopter guy, you know this guy in Michigan? Oh, God. He, he, literally, his campaign <laughs> logo, he, he's not a monolith. He's a black Republican, but he's not a monolith. <laughs> uh, he's been running for Senate. He ran against Debbie Stabnow as like a joke and got creamed. And now he's running against uh, Peters. What's his name? Uh, I can't think of his other name. Um, and now they're like neck and neck. And this guy's like... Damn Peters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he's not terrible, but he's not awful. But like the the fucking guy, the black Republican with the attack helicopter for the campaign logo. Yeah, with a wife I, named I, Emily. yeah, with a wife named Emily. No, seriously, I looked it up, <laughs> and his, his wife is white, which I knew, and her name wasn't Emily, but it was close. It was Elizabeth. So just like seriously, <laughs> the second whitest name. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's uh, yeah. I don't. It doesn't fucking matter. This election does not fucking matter. Whoever is elected, it doesn't Can fucking matter. It's because it's they're the of choice, equally of terrible in just slightly different ways. Uh, um, Mike, well, my concern is that Joe Biden is, and again, would never support Trump and do not, and would not vote for Trump. And I don't want him to be pret. Like this is my thing, and I said this. You know, you know when you're talking to like kind of. Uh, normies like that you work with or that you interact with in public and you just don't want to like have a 30 minute argument about your like radical left views to yeah. with, with like a normal I've never Democrat. had that moment I've never had that <laughs> no, I, I know I know you don't have this this gear but like people that try to not like get in fights with random people in the you know in 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 random set like public settings like I will we'll just like or with like liberal relatives like where i'm not trying to argue with them i'll just be like oh yeah well you know uh, you know obviously i don't support trump and blah 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 but um i i forgot where i was going with this i don't even remember how i how i started how did i start this i was taking was a I sip talking? of water I, I couldn't hear anything you were talking about how you don't want to get in arguments with fucking shit lips so you try to find ways to get out of it because well, you no- know they're both shitty and well, yeah, you have to. You always have to talk around this, but at the same time, it's like Joe Biden is, is degrees of magnitude worse on foreign policy than than Donald Trump. And again, I don't think Donald Trump's foreign policy is particularly admirable. Like you know, he certainly has no uh, compunctions with allowing the generals to do whatever they want within the areas of conflict that are already established by George Bush and Barack Obama. Um. And he, you know, eased a lot of rules of engagement in those situations, but he doesn't have uh, an ideological or um, uh, corrupting, uh, you know, bent towards starting more wars and escalating conflicts. And if anything, he knows that it's good for his brand and good for his reelection strategies to uh, actually at least give lip service to pulling troops out of you know, all these fucking war zones we're in and to making peace. Joe Biden is legitimately, uh, d- he he legitimately wants to topple any left-wing regime in Latin America. Like, he is fucking so dying to successfully coup Maduro out of Venezuela. Like, he talks about it all the time. Like, I'm prompted. He'll bring, he brings up, me- like, whenever he's talking about the, the dictators, quote-unquote, that Donald Trump supports, he mentions... Uh, 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 Maduro, he'll mention, you know, Bolivia, he'll talk about, 
uh, Nick Rock, like he'll talk about anywhere that's not he. He never mentions Bolsonaro. He never mention or he'll mention North Korea, of course. He'll mention Kim Jong Un, but he never mentions the right wing fascists that Donald Trump supports. He always immediately goes to the left wing uh, presidents and or leaders that Donald Trump either supports or is not, you know, uh, at trying to overthrow. Right. And that's because he's a fucking Republican. And he's a right winger and he's a fucking hawk on foreign policy. He defended the Iraq war into 2005, 2006, still defends his Iraq war vote as like, oh, we were being lied to, which we all knew was bullshit. They all knew about it at the time. He is wants to and is going to start more wars as president. And he's being hostile openly towards Iran, which is the one fucking country you could say that the Obama administration did some good in uh, diplomatic relations with during their presidency. Well, uh, at just, least the one good thing about Biden is that, you know, with Biden, instead of Bernie, now Trump can't call the Democrat candidate a, a communist or a socialist. That, like, yeah, that no. won't happen. <laughs> they, didn't, they, but, they can't do that at all on ads or anything. No, no. no not daily. Every Speaking day. Speaking uh, of ads, I yeah. don't know what you guys got this season from oh, uh, the Biden camp, but I got, okay, one day, I got three almost full size, full color, both sides. One day, they sent me all their mail, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. Just great strategy. Just blew their lot all at once. <laughs> and it was all Bernie's talking points. You know, mm-hmm. it, it says this country wasn't built by those at the very top. It was built by working Americans. Blah blah blah. I mean, it's 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 all. It, they, he just and took those Bernie. Are the people I'm going to totally ignore in my presence. Like, oh, Bernie um, wouldn't have won, but you fucking stole his. You know, campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's so gross. But, and no, and all the ads I get, the ads are, are laughable. The Trump ads I'm getting on TV, and it, for some reason he's running ads in Connecticut, which I don't understand. They both are. Um, but again, you know, our governor won by like 0.5% of the vote. Like the Republican almost won. Connecticut's a pretty right wing state. Like all of New England and New York as well is a right wing Democrats like it, it, it's the the fucking the Democrats suck in the Northeast like people don't understand that's all old action. money yeah it's all old money it's all fucking liberals who get all of their information from the coastal media sources like the you know the, the newspapers and the uh, TV networks and they all fucking suck they have terrible politics but um in any of it no so the ads I got from Trump or are uh you know, it starts off. Uh, he coddled the communists. He he, you know he he hangs around with socialists and it's images of Bernie and AOC <laughs> and fucking Ilhan. And it's just like and it's it's preposterous. So of course they were going to do that regardless. And Biden's ads are fucking deeply offensive and infuriating. Uh, you know he 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 ran that ad and I think we talked about it on here about how like well, you know, healthcare is personal to me. My when my son was was dying in the hospital and I went bankrupt trying to. And again, it's like, and that's why I'm going to make sure that you have to still pay premiums to a private insurance. <laughs> like, fuck you, you motherfucker. You like it, it, again? It's like, a, well, my you know, my dead son doesn't think anyone should ha- should have free health care. It, it's just, it's so fucking disingenuous and disgusting of him to use his fucking dead son. I told them that I did a focus group. They they were running ads for undecided uh, voters, and so I wanted to see, you know what mm-hmm. would happen if I joined it. And <clears throat> I got paid like, I don't know, 150 bucks or something to do oh, it. Oh, nice. And, um, I would have done that for free. I fuck. Right? <laughs> that would have been fun to, to it be was, like, this is why you guys are idiots. But it yeah. was fascinating. But, you know, they got to the point where they wouldn't 
call on me anymore and they didn't want me to talk <laughs> because the second I would say something, most of the other people were like, yeah, exactly what she said. And I'm like, oh boy, this is trouble. But no, they, I, I said that one of the, they showed us some different ads and they wanted us to respond to them. And one of them it was just terrible. It was like, you know, all this military stuff, military, you know, corpses or coffins, you know, all of it. And, you know, showing him. And I was just like, do you, do you realize how disgusting this is? And they were trying not to act like they worked for Biden, but, you know, clearly they uh-huh, did. I was like, course. this is completely just dis- bringing up his son, bringing up, you know, dead military people. Like, that's so gross. And they just like, move on, move on. <laughs> I would have loved that, Ed. I'd be like, fuck yeah, fuck those imperialist stormtroopers. <laughs> what you I was invaded someone like- else's country and you fucking lost. I'm sure it was like, this is, you know, Joe Biden uh, cares. About, like, I'm sure it was some, yeah, you know. That's exactly what it was. But it's just, they're the worst fucking people. They're the worst influences within one of the worst establishments in the United States, which is the Democratic Party. It's like, they're the worst fucking sector of this disgusting party. Uh, They're allowing these fucking Lincoln Project fucks to infect, you know, uh, the mainstream of the party. And it's making to, you know, and we we talk a lot about... Oh, did you see the the fucking, whoever the... the, um chief editor of mother jones is right now was tweeting out Clara Jeffrey, yeah. lincoln project and literally said like you know don't don't shouldn't liberals be you know looking for a, a conservative voice that's an alternative to fox news oh i mean they're god. not a monolith oh my god she literally <laughs> I, I i was like you're literally fucking quoting a key and peel sketch do you know that lady Oh my no, God. she has no. She has no self awareness whatsoever. She has absolutely no self awareness. That's just, I, you know, I I'm definitely aboard the. This party is way beyond reform train, and it's not because I, I, the only reason I ever thought like maybe it could be reached is because I, you know, I, we always would talk about how the the majority of the country supports the policies that we support. The people that support those policies are increasingly becoming independents. Like, that, that is yeah. not the Democratic Party anymore. This party, the people that still are proud to call themselves Democrats are fucking brainwashed simpletons. They have no idea what the fuck they're talking about or what the reality of the world is, and they just believe whatever the party tells them. And the party has been telling them increasingly Republican shit for the last, you know, two decades. And they're not reachable. They're completely unreachable. They're, they're, I have way more success talking to my, like someone like my mom, who's uh, not an ideological person. She was raised in a conservative household. She's not a, you know, she she she. If if I had to pin her to an ideology, I'd say probably Republican. But I've had more success like converting her into with like my my socialist talking points than I'd have of my talking to my you know far left relatives who claim that they're basically communists yet think that you know obviously we need to vote for joe biden and that he's fine and that it's you know it's not helpful to the democrats when you critique them so much and on your podcast and yada 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 um yeah i know i get that all the time uh so but again and and i really do see and i am i'm sure you've experienced this as well it's they're unreachable. They're completely unreachable, and it's not something that we as as much as we're we'll talk to our blue in the face. It's not going to break through the bubble of legitimate people, quote unquote, telling them the opposite of what we're telling them. It's just right. we're fighting a losing battle. I mean, so you can reach them as long as you're right there in front of them. But that's that the doesn't problem. Change anything yeah. long term. I mean, yeah, there I are can, people. I in can that... take any liberal. I can take any liberal, and 
you know, for all their like, you know, the rioting <clears throat> looting just isn't, it sends the wrong message. I can take a person like that and in five minutes get them to agree with rioting and looting. Yeah. Right. And, and they then will the- stick with it for as long as I'm still there. Yep. Right. And then they go right back to whatever Rachel Maddow. Well, then the next them. time it happens, they'll say the exact same thing that they said to you the, the, right. the previous they time. Don't, right. They don't really right. learn. They just sort of <clears throat> want to get through the conversation. You, you but there the... were people in that focus group that were, I mean, I didn't think they existed, but like completely checked out and like really, truly had no idea who That's they were so voting for. Me, but... I mean, one of them was like a mom and she was like corralling kids behind her. And it was clear she just, <laughs> you know, hadn't looked at anything in the news ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so then I'd say something and she'd agree and then get pissed off. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, we think of that as bizarre because we're so not checked out, you know, of what's happening. But I, I really think there's a lot more people like that than we realize a and, lot you know. a lot yeah but it, i mean and life is hard you know people are busy they're working they're exhausted they just want to come home and tune out well, you know and, I understand and that's that. exactly why the polling models um are completely still inaccurate right right there was a guy i forget the polling firm he started but he's he's like Trafalgar. a right-wing guy um but he had a great article interview this week uh that were actually end of last week whenever it was and he was talking about how that they still do like these polling calls where they'll ask 20 to 40 questions, right? <laughs> and the only people that want to sit there and talk <clears throat> for that long to a pollster are people that are on the far left or far right or just extremely bored, yeah. right? And that's not what you want. And he, he talked about how you know, these polling firms want to make a shitload of money. And they refuse to go digital and do things like just text people, hey, who are you going to vote for? That people could quickly answer, you know, people that actually have lives, uh, and get accurate data because they want to gatekeep these high fees. They charge campaigns to do this shit. Yep. And he's well, like, and look, a I, lot of I, polling isn't to find out the answer. A lot of it is to plant the answer, right? Of yeah, find the answer. That's why they for. ask that many questions. Right? Yeah. They want to. They want to get a bunch of data for a bunch of you know focus group shit, not because yeah. they care about who's going to win, mm-hmm. right? And they have all these articles coming out. Right now, saying, uh, you know, is uh, is the polling accurate? Because they're all worried about 2016, <laughs> a repeat of that. And there was a fucking Yahoo poll I saw. Let me scroll up to this here. Um, so I took this poll last <clears throat> night, and it w- the question was, how confident are you that polls of the presidential race are accurate? And the options were very confident, somewhat confident, or not confident at all. And I clicked not confident at all because I know that their polls are bullshit. And it was uh, 13% very confident, 33% somewhat confident, 54% not confident (laughs) at all out of 13,000 votes on Yahoo. Junk science. So, that, yep. And that's why they don't poll people online, because people online will give them the answers they don't want. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and then if you did it online, how would you you know, be able to charge a campaign $50,000 for that poll of a hundred do it themselves. Yeah. Right. It's like why they don't want to know. There's the online polls that uh, every time, what was it? uh, Move on or daily cost did a poll. Uh, Yeah, it was daily cost. Uh, You know, and Bernie would like 90% would go for Bernie, you know, despite that little CIA shitheads, uh, political leanings. But, you know, and, and then they tell us that, uh, you know, that ACB is our fault. Amy Coney Bennett <laughs> is our fault because we didn't vote 
for Hillary Clinton. The Senate is who confirms those people, and the Democrats could have a majority in the Senate all the time if they wanted to. If they ran candidates that supported living wages, supported Green New Deal, supported uh, Medicare for All, they could hold a majority in the Senate all the time. But they don't want that. They want to to fundraise against being the majority, right? That's what they always want. And then they say they're going to use all their arrows in their sling to stop her from being... Uh, you know, whatever, and they didn't do shit. They didn't <laughs> stall you know, for even one. Turns out there was actually a hole day. in the bottom of their uh, cl- uh, the quiver. That there was actually a hole in the bottom, so all the arrows fell out. So when Nancy reached back to reach for one, there weren't any there. It's it's the craziest thing. Their gas cans were empty. They couldn't get it all down. <laughs> and then <laughs> there's a line. And then the gas station. you know who uh, Amy Siskind is online. She's oh, another God. just the worst person. She tweeted out, "Please use Barrett, not ACB." She does not deserve the benefit of RBG's legacy. She is the antithesis of all of all RBG stood for. So just never uh, learn a fucking thing. They never learn I'm, that their fucking cult of personality <laughs> bullshit is what led to this problem in the first place because right. it gave RBG this big fucking head. Well, what did that she what did needed Ruth to Bader Ginsburg stand for? I'm pretty sure it was more inclusion of women in the practice of law which is the uh, pinnacle of what ACB is, not the antithesis. So you might not like her politics, but what Ruth stood for is exactly why this woman is now being put on the court. You don't find it a little weird, though, that it's a three-initial thing? Oh, no, that's totally why they picked her. That's totally why they picked her. She's a fucking psychopath. But no, they... uh, Look, what, what liberals will never admit... Is that RBG, if she was alive and ACB was replacing, like, Kennedy or something, RBG would be, like, best buddies with her on the Supreme Court because she was best buddies with Antonin Scalia. And she's actually not a particularly ideological person. Like, she was very – and we talked a lot about her on the, you know, the episode after she died and how she was – you know, really good on women's rights, but really bad on a lot of other things. Like she's not a, per- a person. Almost everything else. Almost everything <laughs> yeah. else. I mean, I mean especially we, we tribal to... land rights. I mean, holy fuck, was she yeah, bad? Well, I, I I termed the segment we did on her the good, the bad, and the ugly, and uh, it did get ugly. Um, especially the stuff she said about Colin Kaepernick. Oh yeah, that was. And the, then her the bullshit worst. apology, mm-hmm. where she lied about not knowing what he was doing. Like, she just flat out lied and wouldn't even say it herself. She she did an apology via fucking her secretary. <laughs> like, couldn't well, even be bothered in, to in apologize In her gross herself. comments, she said exactly what he was doing and how she oppo- and why she didn't support it. Like, she right. understood fully why he was protesting and still didn't. So, yeah, but again, not, you know, it, but so, um, you know, but polls, yeah, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> so the po- polls are, you, you know, in 2016, the polls were you know, pretty off. I mean, I, you know, you could point to like, Oh, most of the polls were plus whatever for Hillary or plus whatever. You know, the, the big couple of takeaways from 2016 are, you know, polling models are outdated as you, you know, alluded to and got into and polls typically underrepresent Trump because it's not something that everyone who's going to vote for Trump willingly admits now his tr- like yeah, supporter yeah that's what i was trying to tell people online i was like you don't think that trump supporters lie on those polls just to fuck with us like you don't think that they do that like i totally think they do that they don't care they'll laugh you know answering it like 
and not as a strategy, His but just is for kicks. Tr- is, they're trolls. Like they're literally trolls. They, they exist to troll everybody. Well, like his actual it's hardcore not supporters. Just those people too. It's it's the shy Trump voters. It's the people that aren't out there with the giant pick 'em up truck and flag and you know rolling coal and all that mm-hmm. bullshit. There's a lot of people that are voting they're for Trump that don't have a single fucking sign in their yard, mm-hmm. right? And they it's just that's because what I think like, about I, the Biden people. Yeah. There was an Onion article this week, too. It was like a, the, the daughter of a Trump voter uh, s- swearing that her father was going to vote for Biden because that's he, what he told her to get her to shut up about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Meanwhile, um, he votes the straight Republican Party ticket. Yeah. Well, and you see a lot of local people around like and this is just obviously anecdotal, but a lot of people around me locally will have like local Republican lawn signs, but not Trump lawn signs. And I know the Trump people have been around because some of their neighbors have the Trump lawn signs. But it it, it is this thing where like they won't admit it, but they're going to vote for him. They're not going to vote for a Democrat like these people aren't. but this I like that we that, shamed them enough that they feel like they need to go back well, no, into the I, And again, it's just like these two candidates are so shameful that nobody wants to admit they voted. And I will say I, I do have one neighbor who's such a fucking piece of garbage that he has not only a Trump sign, but a we support our local police uh, sign. And I, every day that I walk past it when I'll do like a, a walk around, you know, like kind of like a just walk around the block or whatever – uh, I, I comment about how shitty his Halloween decorations are because they're like the cheapest fucking like <laughs> Dollar Tree, like awful, like not even well organized, not even well like like presented. Like he's got like a like a, a, like one of those like fake fences for a cemetery, but it's not even even like he he fucking sucks. Everything about him sucks. <laughs> um, but but no, so. I think that that's a big factor, and I think there's more people who are ashamed to admit to pollsters and admit publicly that they support Trump than are to admit that they support Biden. There's actually more pressure, I think. I don't know to say you some. I think there's more pressure to say you support Biden, whether you like him or not. Where you from live, the Democrats? You I know think I mean? where you live, where it's sure, you sure. know safely blue. I think that that's the case. Where I live, I mean, all of the signs like it's almost enti- entirely Trump signs and the people that are, you know, backed into Biden. the corner are, you know, yeah, it's, it, that's why it's, it's hard to predict this for Because they love me. their candidate. They love their candidate. And Democrats are like, want uh, <laughs> okay, I guess we'll go with Joe because reasons, some, like, there is no, Orange man bad. no enthusiasm for him. Yeah. Nobody, nobody was passionate about Joe Biden. That's why he was in fifth place. Right. This is and, a and race about who you're voting against, not who you're voting for, for a lot of people. We well, stumbled right. gonna, into this nomination. Real quick, I want to yeah. quote something here. This is from a couple <clears> of weeks ago. <throat> uh, I don't even know what article this is from. It's just a screenshot I have randomly on my um, uh, desktop here. Uh, in fact, many liberals have long been unenthusiastic at best about Mr. <laughs> Biden, a former Delaware senator who staunchly opposes a range of uh, progressive, uh, progressive top priorities. He has said that he does not support Medicare for all or defunding the police. He's not fully endorsed the Green New Deal and has reservations about marijuana legalization. His record on issues like criminal justice has drawn fierce criticism from the left, and some in his party view his reverence for bipartisan deal-making as naive. Now, the thing that you need to win is enthusiasm, which Joe Biden does not have. He has desperation. That's what he has behind his campaign. Right. And desperation doesn't beat enthusiasm. 
and, and for all the people saying, "Oh, Texas might go blue, Georgia might go blue," it's you're fucking dreaming. Fucking fantasy. You're. Where? What world do you think you live on? Right. Georgia didn't hasn't gone blue since 1992. The last two elections, uh, the GOP candidate won by over five percent. Right. It, you know, there's no fucking way. I mean, I looked at we've been looking at this electoral map here and get your maps out. <laughs> I, I've got, you know, I, I looked at it and I'm like, OK, like, I'll be generous and give uh, Biden Michigan. But Pennsylvania, everyone's like, oh, he's going to do, you know, Pennsylvania is going to it's the fucking blue wall. No, it isn't. They love Trump in Pennsylvania. And that's, you know, oh, but there's two cities. There's two cities. And that's still like less than half the population of the state because there's so many fucking rural voters that, you know, have a fracking well in their backyard that made them rich. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I that's gave... That's the problem with all those swing states, yeah. I gave... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to Pennsylvania. That's that's the big key here. Right? Yeah. And I grew up and, in Pennsylvania. I grew up in Allentown. Um, and yeah. I've lived in, you know, Lancaster and other parts. I haven't lived on the western side, so that's kind of a different great thing. great Billy Joel song, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> about how terrible it was and how nobody job. had jobs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I ran the map with all the easy states <clears throat> going to Biden, all the safe ones, and uh, I gave Pennsylvania to Trump, and that's that's Biden two sixty five to Trump two seventy two, uh, and I ran another one where I I flipped Michigan and Pennsylvania, and then gave um, Maine to Trump. And it worked out that Maine's four electoral college votes was exactly the number of, of superdelegate votes that Trump won by, like uh, uh, 271 to 267. So like it could come down. I know Maine splits their delegates. Yeah, right? that's but, what like, it's going to say, if, yeah. If Trump wins all of Maine, uh, it could be like the um, the one state if he wins by that that total. And then somebody had another one. There's a couple different scenarios where it comes out to 269 to 269. Yes. Uh, And one of them is that... um, Terrifying map. That that, uh, Trump gets just one delegate from Maine and the other three go to Biden, which would be even funnier. So I have a super realistic... This is my map, and I really tried to be completely objective and look at all the polling in all these places and factor in... All the stuff we talked about it about how polling is soft for Trump, et cetera, et cetera. This is like best case scenario. Well, one of the best, one of the better cases scenarios for Biden. He wins all of North, the New York and New England, all of the Northeast, including Maine. He wins Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, which is a huge fucking ask right now for him to win all three of those, right? Mm-hmm. He's polling very soft in Iowa. I don't think he wins Iowa, so I didn't give him Iowa. I didn't give him Arizona because Arizona, again, he's polling really soft. Texas and Florida is a fucking fantasy. I gave him Virginia, which is, you know, could go either way. And, of course, all the, you know, the typical safe states. If that plays out, which I think is very likely, it's 269 to 269. In which case, nobody really fucking knows because I don't think this has ever happened. This would be like a constitutional crisis, but... Essentially, it goes to the House, but then it's not the actual House members. It's like electors. And somebody's somehow figured out that like the Republican senators get the Senate gets to pick the electors and the Republicans control the Senate. So it would be basically Trump. It, like I, I was saying to Conrad before we went on air, 
if you think that Trump isn't keeping that seat, if there's a fucking tie, you're out of your mind. Like, there's no fucking way he loses that seat with all the institutional advantages he has and the, you know, the strength of like, I'm not going to fucking leave. Like, it's there's no way. Now, that map is super generous to Biden. If we switch Pennsylvania to Trump, which I have a bad feeling that he's going to win Pennsylvania, 289 to 249, Trump wins. So, so you guys both think Trump's going to win. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really, unfortunately, think that the again and like the, these these projections. I saw one projection that I, I almost fell off my chair laughing that said Biden was going to get three hundred and forty one electoral votes. Is that Nate In, Silver? I, I it, it was like I think it was real clear politics and like it, it was just such a. I'm predicting fantasy. a Biden landslide, but I don't predict that like that much. <laughs> Like, no, I think I'm probably, well, my head is with you guys, right? My head is like, you know, looking at it and going, eh, it's always, He's you know, really close. He's going to Biden, no question. And but. all of that. But um, so I'm giving, I'm giving Wisconsin to Trump. Um, but, you know, it's hard because there are some really, they, tr- they surprised me when they got rid of Walker, you know, and elected a Democratic governor. But a lot of people aren't happy with them right now. Um, we've got, you know, areas of the state that are more liberal in Milwaukee and Madison around the university. You know, those will go blue. But I think in the end, I think it's going to go to Trump. I have been really torn on Pennsylvania because... I, like you guys said, I think it really comes down to Pennsylvania. And I really want to believe that the people I grew up with are good people and that, you know, they'll. But in do the you end, believe it? Well, that's that's the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> I want to believe a lot of shit that ain't true. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. Mean... So yeah. the optimist in me, I guess, is giving Biden Pennsylvania yeah. and giving him Michigan. Um, I'm giving... Joe Biden's not a good person. So wh- how people vote is not a referendum on whether they're good people in this election. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get, I get what you're trying to get at though, about like you want to think that they're going to choose. Yeah. But like, the any, bad man, I mean, that's the, you yeah. know, the go with whatever the, um, you know, rhetoric is on that. But, you know, there's a lot of libertarians like, you know, they may not uh, identify as that um, in terms of the registration, but there are a lot of them there. Um, polling at like 3%, like nationally, I think, which is pretty fucking high. Yeah. Um, I do give Texas and obviously Florida to Trump. Arizona, I'm hoping the same thing. I spent over a decade there. I'm hoping. <laughs> um, and I do believe that it'll be just slightly blue. Um but so my map gives uh, Biden 302 and uh, Trump 235. Wait, so where else did you give Biden then? You gave him Iowa? Uh, let me look at it. I gave him Iowa. I gave him Minnesota. Uh, I gave him Virginia. Oh, and the one you guys might not agree with, Georgia. I gave him that. It's I don't, not yeah, going to happen. I don't think he's getting It's Georgia. not going to happen. I, so, yes, okay. Uh, so let's let's... Even not giving Georgia, that would be Biden two eighty six to Trump two fifty two. If right. you're giving, now I, I'm just trying to like think of other possibilities here. If if Trump doesn't win Arizona, which I don't think he's going to, Biden stills up two seventy three or two seventy five to two sixty three. Uh, but that's also still giving I, again. It, it keeps coming back to Pennsylvania. Like if he doesn't win Pennsylvania, Trump wins. Like I I, I see no scenario outside of an absurd fucking win in like Texas where Biden wins without winning Pennsylvania. 
And I, yeah, I mean, Pennsylvania really, it's for both of them. They both have to win that. Yeah. And it's, it's very soft polling for Biden. It's really fucking soft. And Trafalgar actually has Trump winning by two right now in Pennsylvania. And I know what I'm counting you know, on is the Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy voter. I'm counting on the people that just go home, tune out, you know, don't really pay attention all that much. Just, you know, kind of hear the rhetoric, orange man bad, and just decide, you know what? We're sick of all of this fighting. Let's just make it stop. And they know that Biden is shit and they know that Trump is shit and they just want all of it to stop. That's what I'm counting on for this well, landslide. I mean, the fun part is that we're not going to know uh, by a week from today what right. the election's results going to be. <laughs> it could be a while. Because of the pandemic, you've got all these mail-in ballots. And, and it's uh, huge. Pan- Turnout is huge. And that always helps the left. Well, I wouldn't say Biden is the left, but uh, Pennsylvania, right. <laughs> Wisconsin, and Michigan, the three big states we've been talking about, uh, aren't legally allowed to start counting mail-in ballots until the day of the election, November mm. 3rd. And there are so many of them, millions, that it's going to take days, if not weeks, to count them all. So we're not going to know the result of this. Nope. And by you the time we is... do know, it's going to be so contested by whoever's not up that it's it's going to be this country's going to be on fire. <laughs> this is going to be the <laughs> well, most. Well, you do the other thing. We're out of the, gas. <laughs> the really bad possibility is that is that Trump is up in Pennsylvania and they're like seventy percent through the vote count because again, like you said, it's going to take a long ass time. We're going to see two thousand all over again. They're going to go to the Supreme Court to get them to stop counting yep. ballots because it's harmful to democracy to keep the American people in limbo for so long <laughs> as to who their leader is. This is literally the fucking exact thing that happened in 2000. And they're going to stop the vote count and they're going to declare Trump the winner because he's ahead in the in the vote at that given time. And again, Anthony, they can, Anthony the, you're, you're yeah. forgetting though, this time we've got Pete Buttigieg to declare, to declare himself the victor. <laughs> No, Juan Guaido is going to be the uh, interim president of the United States while we sort this out. <laughs> well, and again, it's like so, and people are like, oh, well, there's a d- Democratic governor in Pennsylvania. It doesn't matter. That's not, that the local... The governor has no say over the that The local shit. fucking, pe- the local precincts all determine their own vote counts. And what's going to happen is Republicans, if they think that Trump is going to do well, you know, that control certain areas, are going to do whatever they can to keep him in the lead for as long as possible in their vote counting. And not by like throwing ballots away, but by literally saying, all right, let's count this precinct first. Let's wait to count this precinct. Like they're going to prioritize shit like that. And they're going to go straight can... to the Supreme court. They've exactly. got a six, three majority. That's the first six to three is the first time they've had that in what? 40 years, 50 yeah. years. The they're going to go straight there. They so didn't, we've... they didn't, do this for nothing they knew exactly what they were doing they probably had their own heart attack gun for ruth Bader ginsburg and were like you know what now's the time you can you can fucking beat cancer for 20 years ruth but you can't beat the heart attack gun oh my god well we have some data um from various sources about what the early numbers are looking like um cnn did a piece about all the different swings very high for biden i think so far right so they're saying pennsylvania they say they have no catalyst data for the last cycle this year, young voters make up 11% of the more than 1.7 million ballots cast so far. 43% are over the age of 65. Not surprising. 
white voters in PA have cast a majority of pre-election day ballots, accounting for 82 percent of those ballots. Black voters are the second largest share, 11 uh, percent. Um, Democrats continue to hold a significant advantage in pre-election voting, making up about 70 percent of the ballots cast so far. Um, 2020 is the first year that Pennsylvania expanded mail voting options to all voters and Republicans in the state are expected to vote in larger numbers on Election Day. So all their numbers are going to come later. Um, And with everything that Trump has said, you know, we know a lot of people are going to vote in person on that day for the reason that those will be, you know, counted first and um, able to present that he won. Yeah, well, and that's this is the thing is like, think about the way that absentee ballots have been treated in the past by Republicans and fucking Democrats in primaries. They basically throw them away if they're not useful to what they want to happen in any particular race. Like, remember all the fucking absentee ballots that New York mysteriously lost or disqualified, you know, in the primaries both fucking die. Like signature mismatches. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The secretary of state in California, there were 45,000, 45,000 that they got rid of for signature mismatches. And a lot of those were, you know, Asian people and elderly people and whatever their signatures don't match. They're going to be doing that same thing again all over the country. Yeah. So it's, it's really, there's a lot of institutional advantages already to the Republicans and the fact that the Democrats have put forth an uninspiring Republican as their candidate is not doing them any favors. I, I just really think that all the fucking the classic elements are there and, you know, all the foreshadowing is there for this not to go the way they think it's going to go. The I, pandemic I, is the wild card. I mean, that, yeah. that's it. That's the wild card. Like, so Arizona is interesting. Young voters between 18 and 29 make up twice as large a share of early voters in Arizona as they did at this point in 2016. So physical early voters or is that combo male and early and physical? Just everything that they've counted okay. so far, I guess. Um, those voters made up 5% of early voters in 2016. They now make up 10%. Voters over 65 have gone from 50% of early voters to 41% now because so many are young. So this young insurgence is interesting in that state. Um, you know, how does that bode if this continues? Because I, I know yeah. a lot of young Trump supporters, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's interesting. And imagine if the can- they actually had a candidate who spoke to their fucking needs, like Bernie Sanders, how many young people would turn out. But um, we can't have that. They, we no, need them to be the, the pr- people we blame every time uh, that the Democrats lose here. Um, just saw uh, this just came out uh, Onion headline. Lines come to standstill outside Wisconsin polls after state's <laughs> official voting pen rolls under vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, well, Which so- is funny because it's like it's probably we'll find out there's some fucked up law in some fucked up state where it's like oh no we only there's only one polling booth for the entire uh every black person in the entire state (laughs) one Um, polling location no 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 just one polling booth that's we're not allowed to have more than that by law so yeah sorry not really an exaggeration we joke but that's that's actually kind of the case in a lot of uh the you know the lower income precincts um, but so, and you look, and we can't discount Trump's fucking handling of COVID and how much of a motivator right. I think that is for people to turn out. And again, I think that's the, the vast majority of people turning out for Biden are turning out because of how poorly Trump has handled COVID and the hopes that Trump will hand uh, that Biden will handle it moderately better. Like, I, again, I don't think Joe Biden has done a single to- thing to inspire people to vote for him. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't heard much that's really different in his plan. I, I, no, he hasn't said like, anything. No, yeah. he, hasn't, he hasn't fucking given one. He's like, oh, well, you know, he, he won't even commit to a mask mandate. Like, he says that th- that people should do that, 
But then he basically goes back to, well, you should let the states decide, which is what we're doing right fucking now. And a bunch of the right wing states aren't fucking putting it in place. Right. Right. This is exactly why I voted for Biden in the hopes that if he did win, I can, you know, just gloat and be like, what was (laughs) what was better about what he's I mean, you think that we're going to suddenly solve this pandemic if Joe Biden's president? Joe Biden doesn't know what a fucking viruses it's gonna be like andrew cuomo it's gonna be he's gonna handle it the same way andrew cuomo handled it in new york very poorly with constant you know regards to how it's going to be perceived rather than what is the actual best scientific thing to do and and also with regards to what capital wants him to do versus what you know again the smart scientific thing to do is pay everybody 100 percent of their salary to fucking stay home for two years until we fucking get this pandemic under control but they'll never do that because then people will realize that that's a much smarter way to live and a much healthier way for everybody to fucking live in general, pandemic or not. Can you imagine the beautiful things that, that would come from that? Like so much art and music and just. I yeah, I could finally finish a fucking screenplay that I started. It'd be there nice. you go. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, literally. We'll go and, back and to recording the podcast in the evening so I can uh, enjoy a drink. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could start multiple podcasts. Yeah, no. I, 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 the, the fucking France is paying. I think 84% of everyone's salaries through next summer just to to encourage people to stay home so that they can get the fucking pandemic numbers under control. And even in all these states where they've done great, it, they still have spikes. But like New Zealand, they had a fucking soccer game or cricket or whatever the fucking weird sport they play in New Zealand where they had like Did a... Did you just they, compare football to cricket? <laughs> no, I love... Look, I love football, soccer. You know, I, I've, I've recently... I'm a recent convert, but we have our own professional team now in Hartford and they're fucking great and they made it to the playoffs. So I've really... Watching them all season really gotten like hardcore into soccer, but... Um, or football, if, if we're going to be pretentious, but... Um, pretentious we're the only country in the world that doesn't call i know football. i know i know but it still sounds like you're trying to be like cosmopolitan where we say it's it's a weird you know for americans american sports fans are so fucking like, like precious about that it, it's a weird thing but um but was oh no so they had a fucking uh i think it was a cricket match where they had a hundred thousand people in a stadium like sold out stadium and it was fine because they've gotten the numbers so under control there that it's fuck. It, uh, what's his face? Butcher was there from the fuck from the boys. He he was uh, he, he was there as like a celebrity. He, he does have a real there. name, you know. <laughs> I know. I can't think of it. Oh, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. I always want um, to say Keith Urban, which is not <laughs> different. Not no, that's close. the Australian uh, Nashville country singer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so bizarre when you hear him talk and then you hear his music. It's like fucking. You know. Is he still like married Toby. to Nicole Kidman? Uh huh. Isn't everybody? <laughs> I, I, apparently, um, I don't know how that works, but uh. but no, but it's just like and again, and I watched that. And I'm just like, man, like, did we fuck this up or did we fuck this up? Like, how fucking so nice fuck it would be up. to have like some semblance of normalcy, like where you could just fucking go and like go to a place and not have to be like, I'm gonna fucking die if I go to you know, to the store for a, a non I Everything you we do has to be like, even if you're like, m- like more lax about it than other people, the calculus is always like, is it worth dying or, or you know, or killing? And I have to keep gra- reminding my myself to go of that. To, to go to, you know, fucking Sears or like where. <laughs> I have to have remind to myself constantly that it's worse now than it was when we were terrified back in March, that it's so I, much, by, like so yeah. much. <laughs> 
I had to remind two people standing directly behind me in line at Target yesterday. These two girls walked up and were like, right on my ass. And I turned around and I just said, hey, six feet, please. And they're like, oh, oh, sorry. And they backed up like, yeah, what the fuck? You you see everyone else in line here at six feet apart and you just fucking forgot that you could kill me by standing too close? All it takes is one asshole or two assholes in that case. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lady pull down her mask trying to talk to me and... I, you know, I'm still immune compromised. Like I will be, you know, for a year after I finish chemo. A fucking puncher. <laughs> I should have. Now it's just kind of that, like that's the weirdest mm, impulse to me. And Biden fucking did that too. If I think his team was like yelled at him, but like you don't need to pull your mask down to talk to somebody. We can hear you through the fucking mask. Like it's so. T- People are so exactly. dumb. They're just like, talk not louder. everyone, not everyone can. Yeah, I mean, you do need to talk louder. Some people have a, a certain kind of hearing loss where it's hard to um, discern voices. Well, no, you, you know, background you noise. Th- I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But 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 like, I, it, it's just so bizarre to me. Like the way people. It's not worth it. Is at the end of the day, no. like whatever that lady had to say about Walmart Vision or whatever it was, <laughs> like, was not worth killing me over. Thank you very much. Oh fuck! Yeah. So. You know, again, I you know, so if I really am going to lock in my pick, I'm going to say 289 to 249 uh, Trump because I think he takes Pennsylvania. But even if he doesn't, I still predict 269 to 269, which is, let's be real, it's going to be a Trump win. Like, there's no way he's not keeping that seat if there's a tie. That map um, keeps me up. <laughs> All it's it's horrifying. It's a horrifying it's notion. Map. But, um. Yeah. So, what if you had to if you had to stick to one of your one of the possibilities? What would you, what would your gut be for each of you, Ladonna? For y'all are just pulling my strings on Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, I still predict a Biden landslide, but yeah, I don't know if he's going to get. It, it's very optimistic to think he would get Pennsylvania. Um, so maybe I subtract that. So that would be two fifty five Trump. Um, to what, 286 Biden? Something like that. 283, yeah. Biden's chances in Pennsylvania are far better than Georgia. So, I mean, if anything. That one, yeah. uh, But it's worth more anyway. But I still don't think that he's going to get either one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, and again, I think with a better candidate in a different election year, Texas might be in play because they have, you know, the demographics have shifted enough in Texas that it is an interest. It's more interesting than it's ever been. You know, even fucking Beto O'Rourke got like forty six percent of the vote or whatever he got in that that statewide race. But this you know. young voter thing, though, is really one to watch. And you guys should check out that that CNN article um, that's talking about where we are now. Because even in Florida, young voters have almost doubled their share of votes cast so far compared to this point in twenty sixteen. And I think a lot of it has to do with mail in that it's just easier and more people are just. More, sure. more are voting. So what? What do more young it's still people? Still, the mean? oldest one of the older states in the country, though. That's the oh, issue yeah. of Florida. Is that as every young person in Florida could vote, and the Republicans still probably would win if the if all the olds turn out like they always do. <laughs> it's hard um, because it doesn't matter who wins. We're going into a deep recession. Like that's happening, um, yeah. and it's just a matter of you know who's going to get blamed for it. But I think the plan is you know Biden wins. They give him two years and a day. And Harris takes over, then she goes into the next election as the, you know, incumbent. And ten years of President Harris, everybody, get ready. <sighs> Fuck our lives. It's, she's who they wanted <laughs> all you, along. She is. Did you see the the Kamala Harris shirt 
the the shirt. Oh, um, good lord! I am speaking is... that one. <laughs> no, 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 it's worse. No, no. so this I is find uh, it. what is her name? Mindy Kaling or Kaling, however you say that. Um, and she's wearing this shirt on the front. Says we're gonna win. And on the back it says, Sorgener, Harriet, Shirley, oh, Barbara, God. Kamala. Oh, and God. people had to tweet at her. I don't know how Hollywood liberals are so fucking stupid that they don't know anything about history. <laughs> and people, Who's I tweeted Barbara this, in that case, by the way. Do we know who Barbara uh, is? Who in the that fuck c- knows? Probably Barbara Streisand or something. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Bush? Are we talking about so rest in power, Barbara Bush? Well, that's the liberty I'd understand. <laughs> To, to put Kamala Harris's name on a on a same shirt as Harriet Tubman, Kamala would have prosecuted Harriet, laughed about it, and sent her back to the fields for labor. Right. Seriously, Harriet Tubman carried out a fucking raid and burned down plantations. Kamala Harris would have called her a terrorist. Yeah, no, she was a radical left wing terrorist, and I don't say that as a pejorative. I say that as a in admiration of her. She was a fucking radical like badass who. You know, once again, liberals have whitewashed into the, the same way they do with MLK and Malcolm X and all of yeah. these actual radicals, like into this, like just you know, calm, peaceful fucking voice for for change and societal, you know, uh, upheaval. And it, no, she was a fucking bad. She knew that you know, like Sean Brown, like all these people we talk about, that people are not going to willingly give you your freedom. They're not going to willingly give up their power and their fucking capital. Right. First and foremost, you know, you need to take it sometimes at the fucking business end of a fucking bayonet or at the b- business end of a fucking rifle. Like, that's what the only way power ever concedes anything. That's and, you know, like that whole like power concedes nothing without a demand quote that people always talk about. Frederick Douglass, he wasn't just saying like a, a, a verbal demand. He meant like, <laughs> give me the fucking money or you're going to get your head blown. Like, that's the fucking kind of demand that is required sometimes to actually get justice and get you know so you think the left needs to really be arming ourselves now i I, you know i've i've come around a lot on that i still am not i still have mixed feelings because i still think guns are a net negative in society in american society especially the way we fucking fetishize them but i'm not how many fucking times can we watch people get shot by the fucking cops and not think like hey you know it'd be a lot better if everyone had a fucking gun and could you know, maybe start shooting back and maybe they wouldn't be so fucking quick to pull the gun and start shooting people if they thought they might get shot back eh. at. It's, yeah, I, I'm, it, I have mixed feelings about a, it. It's not know. a long-term strategy. I, I think the riot in looting is, is still historically the better um, strategy, uh, especially when people like Biden and Harris uh, loathe it. Because you can shoot at the cops, they'll just get more cops. But when you destroy property, that's when they get really fucking scared. Right. So this week, just the other day, a guy named Walter Wallace Jr. was shot and killed by police. He was a black man. And uh, uh, there was a statement put out by Vice President Biden and Senator Harris on the shooting of him. Uh, well, but wait, before you before you read that, I, I do want to just give the details real quick. He was he was mentally unstable. His mother, you know, had called. I think she had called for an ambulance. But whenever you call for an ambulance, the fucking cops show up. Um, and, you know, she was trying to deescalate the situation he had a knife, but he was mentally unstable. And again, if he had somebody there to de-escalate the situation and not show up with a fucking gun, he would have been alive. And they shot this fucking guy right in front of his mother, shot him to death. Mm-hmm. And he, he wasn't. And in the video, he wasn't even close to them. They easily could have t- fucking tased him. They easily could have just, you know, tried to avoid like. They said the, like 11 or 12 feet he was away. Yeah. 
Yeah, there was no fucking reason to shoot him, but that's, of course, the cop's first reaction is make a command. If if your command is not followed shoot. and the person doesn't do what they want you to do, you get to shoot them. That's the fucking mentality of a cop because they want to shoot you anyway. Like, that's the fucking half of them get into the fucking profession for is it's so they can fucking clean oh. up the streets. They have Did this you fucking see all the little, uh, the little the- yellow markers on the ground for all the shots they fired. It was like 25 rounds they fired at this guy. Oh, yeah. No, uh, it's not even not even just once. No. Not even just once to sort to, to see. Not even just the Joe Biden shoot him in the leg once, you know, strategy. It's right. It's let's let's light this fucking guy up so he can't testify against us. Because if we shoot him once, we got to shoot him 20 times because he cannot survive us lives, shooting him. He could sue us. Right. So I'm sure you saw, you know, Philly was was rioting and looting. Um, there was footage of the, the Walmart uh, getting ransacked. The humanity. And, yeah. So I just want to read this absolute disgusting statement put out by uh, Vice President Biden. How could they, he's not the vice president anymore. You can't call yourself that. You're just not. Okay. Um, anyway, Biden and Harris put out a press statement, joint press statement. <sighs> All right. Our hearts are broken for the family of Walter Wallace Jr. And for all those suffering the emotional weight of learning about another black life lost in America. We cannot accept that in this country a mental health crisis ends in death. It makes the shock and grief and violence of yesterday's shooting that much more painful, especially for a community that has already endured, endured so much trauma. Walter Wallace's life, like so many others, was a black life that mattered to his mother, to his family, so and his community, to all of us. At himself? the same time, no amount of anger at the very real injustices in our society excuses violence, attacking police officers and vandalizing small businesses, Walmart, small business, yep. uh, which are already struggling during the pandemic, does not bend the moral arc of the universe closer to justice. It hurts our fellow citizens. Looting is not a protest. It is a crime. It draws attention away from the very real tragedy of a life cut short. As a nation, we are strong enough to both meet the challenges of real police reform, including implementing a national use of force standard, and to maintain peace and security in our communities. That must be our American mission. That is how we will deliver real justice. All Donald Trump does is fan the flames of division in our society. He is incapable of doing the real work to bring people together. We will. What What the fuck? It's two times longer shaming people for their outrage than it is talking about the real crime of a life you know, lost. You know, what's, you know what's missing from that first paragraph where he talks about Walter Wallace getting shot? The word shooting or police. He doesn't even fucking or mention or killing. He doesn't even mention from reading this. If I didn't know the story, I think Walter Wallace killed himself. Like there's no mention in the top paragraph about how he died, that he was fucking shot to death dozens of times by the police when his fucking mother called for an ambulance for a mental health crisis. Cause he, you know, had, I they don't know what he had, but like he probably was schizophrenic, whatever he was like. And what did Donald Trump have anything to do with this? They just turned it into a fucking PR moment. No, you know, <laughs> this is... he, 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 they'll blame the fucking looters on Donald Trump, too. Not on the fucking cops that just murder people fucking with no compunction whatsoever. And it's it's so they're so fucking vile. This it's... is I'm so glad I didn't fucking vote for this motherfucker. <laughs> I, when I read that this morning, I was like, this fucking cocksucker. He, he cannot even just say the words killed by police. He can't even fucking say it. It's been clear for a long time that 
Biden didn't give a fuck about the left and that he's been going after Republicans. And so their greatest fear in all of this is that um, basically that Trump is able to say that, you know, Democrats, which he has been saying, you know, have allowed this stuff to continue and that the left is weak on crime. So all of these, you know, commercials anyway, so who gives a fuck? Yeah, that he's put together have been to say that we're going to be law and order. It's 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 to get Republican votes. That's it. That's the strategy. So I hate it. I hate it. He'll get some. He'll get the the people like, you know, like I used to be that thought they were, you know, civilized and reasoned and whatever that that don't like Trump. You know, that so believe in a lot of what he fights for. But one one hundredth of the amount of votes he lost by fucking over Bernie. Yeah, I, I agree That's with that. That's the trade-off. I agree. That's I agree. the trade-off. Okay, well, That's we, the trade-off we saw that proven in 2016. Like, they, they, you know, that again, they would have gotten a lot more votes if they would have even just made concessions. Joe Biden has not made a single concession to the left. He literally could have said, I will legalize marijuana on day one, which he can do as president. And Barack Obama could have done for eight years. I will legalize marijuana on day one as president. And... He probably would be running away with these swing states, but he just can't fucking do it. He can't do a single thing that would actually inspire people to vote for him and and be something that people could say, why are you voting for Joe Biden? Oh, well, you know, I don't really like him on a lot of this shit, but he's going to legalize marijuana. And I know that that's really beneficial to, you know, our, our communities because a bunch of people aren't going to get locked up for bullshit drug offenses. And, you know, it'll be a net net, net positive for our... They've There's given us no nothing. Yeah. positive single piece of fucking legislation that you could point to for why to vote for Biden. And all he does is chip away at, the, at your fucking will to vote for him when he comes out there and says shit like this where all he does is scold the people who are fucking infuriated that people are getting murdered in the streets by the cops... And, and, and what that statement says, first and foremost, is I'm going to do nothing about this. I'm going to continue business as usual. Your fucking far-right militias that roam your streets wearing badges are going to continue to mow you down without really much consequence. And, you know, tough shit. At least I'm not the red MAGA. I'm the blue MAGA. So, you know, vote for me. That's Why the fuck light. would they vote for that? Like, what would we vote for that? It's just... <laughs> Yeah, and he's going to put well, Republicans in his cabinet, and he's going to increase funding for law enforcement. I, I mean, yeah, if he had just shut up like a year ago or two years ago, actually 45 years ago, if he had just shut up. Yeah, yeah, no, that would have yeah. been nice. Well, he came, He uh, voted today and came out of the polling place, and they interviewed him. And one of the first questions they asked was uh, of Biden was, you know, what do you have to say to you know families in Philadelphia that are outraged uh, about another black man being uh shot and killed by the police and he didn't even answer the question he just said i'm opposed to the riot and looting i was like well that they didn't ask you about that they asked you about the murder of a black man not about looting and rioting so what are you why are you talking about that that wasn't the question joe he's speaking republican language yeah no it's just more right-wing talking points and again there's never been an election in my life that mattered less than this election these are two candidates that are completely indistinguishable. Um, you know, I, th- I thought Al Gore and George Bush were basically the same. So I voted for Ralph Nader. You know, Nader said back in 2000, you've got D plus and D minus, right? And I was like, yeah, pretty much. And they, when they debated Gore and Bush, they agreed on everything. They were the most mm-hmm. boring debates where they didn't, they didn't have any disagreement on any fucking issue, you know, the only thing was Al Gore was like, oh, climate change and 
we're not really going to do anything about it, but you know, I'll buy my book and watch the movie. Let me, let me hop on my private jet to give you a lecture about climate change. Yeah, like just fucking great <laughs> yeah. advocate. Have you guys I gotta had fly any... across town for another? <laughs> Have you had any um, conversation around uh, the other um, movements to create a third party movement for a People's Party or you know whatever DSA is doing, like basically trying We'd to build something outside of the Democratic Party? Have you guys talked about that? We, well, we talked like when they had their convention a little bit, the uh, the People's Convention, right? With, yeah. Like the People's Convention, I think it was. We never actually talked about the People's Convention. I think I listed off some of the speakers. Or maybe we talked off air about it. We didn't really get into the details. But, you know, it was like one afternoon. You know, like that's not much of a convention, and you know, obviously I just, COVID it, is a factor there too. It seems but. like an exercise in futility at this point. Like the way that the way, and it, and again, it's not that they're. I don't agree with what they're trying to do, or I don't support them, but I, I just don't. I I think we're fucked. Like I'm just. I look at it the same way I look at, at climate change. Like we should be doing all these things, but we're still fucked. We still we, we fucked up, and we've gotten the planet to the point where we're not going to stop it from go blowing past two degrees of warming in the Arctic Circle and fucking catastrophically destroying our ecosystem, you know, in the next 20 to 30 years. So if you tuned in for a pep talk. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, not. you know, yeah, let's get a third party movement going and maybe in 50 years we'll get a fucking a candidate up to 10 percent on the ballot. Like, you I don't can't fucking even see. Get, you can't even get people on the left to agree that banning single-use plastics is a good thing. Meanwhile, yeah. there's a fucking patch of garbage in the Pacific Ocean the size of Texas. You know? And they're like, oh, that's that's not... We gotta overthrow capitalism. That's the real... Like, okay, so if we overthrow capitalism, that, that means that we'll then ban fucking plastic silverware and styrofoam, can, you know, to-go containers? Like, because to my mind, <laughs> the way that you overthrow capitalism is by boycotting the industries that are destroying the earth. They're like, well, it's not the people destroying, it's the hundred corporations that do the bubble. Like, what do you think they all fucking do? They make the shit that we buy. Right. No. So if you want to, you know, make a fucking difference, boycott them. You know, I, I don't even know if people think about it in those terms, but it's not a lifestyle choice when Americans are eating 14% less beef than they were a decade ago. I've talked about this before. That's the equivalent of taking about 60 million cars off the street per year, right? So those those are that is how it's. You're not going to like just wake up one day and like, oh, capitalism's gone. You know, that's that's not gonna, ever going to happen that way. You've got to do thing other things. That has happened for our planet in my lifetime is the pandemic. <laughs> right, exactly. It stopped. Yeah, I mean, so air much pollution. Yeah, yeah. And that didn't even last that long. It was like two months where the air quality got better. Right. <laughs> now right. it's back to fucking Well, no, because everyone's back to fucking work now, despite the fact that there's this pandemic that's going to kill everybody. We've all been, all the fucking masters decided that it, that it wasn't, you know, worth uh, losing money over. So everyone's just going to risk their own health and not without any liability protections whatsoever and, and go back to work, more or less. I mean, almost every business is back to, you know, less people are going. There's less demand, but there's still the fucking... Businesses are forcing their employees to come back and fucking work in in non essential jobs. The only things that really haven't come back are like the obvious, uh, super dangerous things like indoor dining. But like again, even that's fucking coming back in a lot of states. So it's just, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're doing it. We're we're gonna we're doing uh, it in Connecticut. Lightfoot is uh, going to be making sure that um, whatever executive order our governor does doesn't apply to Chicago. So we're going to be. Eating in, eating in all, uh, all winter long. But 
you know, it's to some degree, like you have to let people go out. Otherwise, they're going to go crazy. <laughs> right. There's got to be there's got to be things for people to do. It's, right. Because we already did does, like just like, just the spring almost killed us. Right. To go through the whole fucking winter again like this. Like, but again, I, I just always come back to the fact that we just have this uniquely American idea that like we cannot be inconvenienced in the slightest bit or make lifestyle changes. And if we are, we like have like crybaby meltdowns and go like try to right. kidnap the governors of the fucking. <laughs> if I can't go to the gym, I'm going to kidnap Gretchen Whitner. There is a very real mental health situation. Suicides are up, you know, addiction is up. Well, it's Overdoses depressing. It's fucking up. depressing. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's just like, but I think that's a lo- also a lot of the fact that like Americans have this, this fucking idea in their heads that they should be able to do whatever they want, whenever they, there's no, there's no sense of community. There's no sense of communal living. There's no sense of doing things for the good of society because that's never been preached or told to us by anybody in our fucking lifetimes growing up, never by politicians, never by teachers, never. And I'm not saying, I'm saying this broadly. I'm not saying, you know, there aren't people who believe in these things, but it's just not a, a, a value that's that's treated as an American value, communalism, because then so, we'd, be, we'd all be communists and we'd all be socialists if we. You were know how uh, in China living. they have this social currency thing yeah. where yeah. It, it's like a Black Mirror episode, and we're like horrified by the idea that you know the way you behave could affect your social credit mm-hmm. uh, in a quantifiable way that could then affect like what kind of life you get to live. Um, but when you when they polled people in China, it had like support in like the ninety percent level, because they all think that that's a good thing. That you there should be a, a quantifiable way that people are held accountable. Now, if everyone ag- agrees with that and they like it and they want to do it, then you know what does that say about us? <laughs> that that we're just like no, I want to be a fucking asshole and get away with it and do whatever that's... the fuck I want. Like that's our mentality, and we What's we that? think that. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, what's that quote from Ghostbusters? It's, it's like being a, being an asshole is every New Yorker's God given right, or whatever. That <laughs> quote. Like that's literally the American fucking mentality towards individualism right. versus like communal, you know, living. But then you know we have social media and people that are total assholes and do you know things like drive their truck into a crowd of protesters uh, might lose their job for it. Uh, and, and then those people are like, uh, you know, God damn this cancel culture. I can't get away with anything anymore. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, but then some right wing shitbag will fundraise like $50,000 for them on GoFundMe. You know, it's. Oh, <laughs> 50. It's, it's half a million. What did yeah, that no, the know, kid right? that shot three people in the. Oh, in, God, uh, that little fucking Nazi. He's a millionaire now. Dickweed. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to be famous. He's going to go to jail, and all the Nazis are going to love him. And yeah. So. Yep. He'll have a show on on Breitbart in, in the next three to five years or whenever he gets out of jail for for manslaughter or whatever I'm he gets. I'm so off depressed with. after this podcast. I know, I know. That's all we do. Is we're, just we're just depressing, cry. but you know, it's it's not all bad though. I actually have some good news to share um, because after two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine, I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could just pretend things were normal, just for a brief moment in time. 
Yeah. So what you're referring to, obviously, is the Kim, the Kim Kardashian tweet uh, w- where she posted that and posted pictures. Just the most out of touch shit ever. But but the best thing about that is all the memes that have come from posting that exact, uh, uh, you know, that exact tweet with like pictures from movies like uh like you posted the fucking uh, Pattinson and Defoe from the Lighthouse, you know. Oh, so that Great. wasn't my first one. Oh, so the, I haven't the seen first, any of these. Uh, oh, oh no, they're funny. The whole yeah, fucking, that's all people have been posting for the last two days. Um, so at first, I was like, people were just posting random shit, right? And I was like, that's kind of weird, but I guess it's taken off as a meme. So I was thinking of like, what's the what's the worst like gatherings of your inner circle that I could think of? And the first thing I thought of was the Red Wedding from Game of Thrones. <laughs> and then, I, but then I was like, oh wait, there's a literal island. That a small circle of friends inhabit well, I was trying in Game to, of yeah, Thrones, exactly. where they're on the fucking little the ice lake and they're surrounded by the fucking walkers, <laughs> and that's perfect. That's fucking because that's a literal island. And I posted that, Great and then one episode. of our follow, one of our listeners was like, "I can't believe you didn't do the do the the lighthouse." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's really fucking good too." The so I did this one a couple weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I posted uh, the, the, the a picture from Jurassic Park of Jeff Goldblum in the back of the jeep as they're speeding <laughs> yeah. away Just from like, the T Rex. Literally, what are like the worst fucking scenarios worst you could possibly scenario. have on an island? <laughs> <laughs> I saw people posting Somebody, like the Wicker <laughs> Man, like just really funny shit. Like, <laughs> oh, Patton Oswalt posted fucking Marlon Brando from the Island of Doctor Moreau. <laughs> <laughs> That's good shit. Yeah, that's good shit. Yeah. So, and, well, and I actually also have one other quick before we get out of here. One other quick piece of good news. Um, and this is from Telesur English. Uh, following the landslide victory of Evo Morales's movement towards socialism, the MAS party, uh, Bolivia's parliament is requesting trials against the leaders of the U.S.-backed coup regime over the massacres of indigenous anti-coup protesters in Sacabia and uh, Sencata. So we actually might fucking see justice for once in this fucking world for these right wing shitbags backed by the CIA who go in and just fucking murder indigenous people to put this pro capital, these pro capitalist regimes in like we actually for once might see these fucking people held accountable. I know historically there have been times where they've been held accountable, but in, in modern times, like in our, you know, in, in, in our in oh, our yeah. incarnation as a podcast, at least With- this is. I mean, most of these these death squad people, if they ever get brought to justice, it's when they're it's like forty years later when they're fucking old and decrepit anyway. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's like when you see the ninety five year old Nazi finally go to jail. Like it's it's great, but it's right. like that motherfucker had a life. Like he had a whole fucking life where he got to live after the shit he did. You know, it's right. like had to had to fake an accent, and then like at the last at the last minute he like reverts back to his his fucking German accent, and you're like, aha, gotcha. There's no Al- there's no fucking Aldo Reigns in the real world to, to carve a fucking swastika in their head that they have to live with forever. Yeah. Unfortunately, Al Pacino's um, out there somewhere. Did you no. see that fucking commercial that Al Pacino did for whatever the fuck it was in some other country? And it's just like batshit crazy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. I need um, to find that again because I don't remember what it was, but it was just like I was. I thought, is that really him? I'm like, oh god, it is. Yeah. But no, that it, you know, that's great um, to see happen, and you know, yeah. So there's there's some good news in the world, not much, but <laughs> we'll take uh, what we can get. We'll take what we can get. So yeah, I, I think we covered as much as we can from the election, but uh, you know, I'm glad we. <sighs> We got our predictions out there, and um, we're on record, so you can we're on record hate on all of us. 
I'm saying 289 to 249 with Trump winning Pennsylvania, but I also am open to the possibility of 269 to 269, which would be a fiasco uh, of epic proportions. We're manifesting here, guys. You have to do this right. <laughs> Manifest the good thing, whatever that is. Right. Um, yeah, so uh, I think that pretty much wraps uh, wraps us up for this week. Obviously, next week we will be talking about the results of the election as much as we have of them uh, by Wednesday. You know, uh, I, I'm, there's, I'm sure the news networks will do whatever they can to call whatever states they can because that's, you know, first and foremost, they're pro wrestling. They want to fucking put on a show on election night. Right. They don't care about actually counting all the votes. They're going to call as many races as they can as quickly as possible. So... We'll see. And all these, like you said, all the states are different with how they're counting the votes. So we might have an idea after election night, but I, I really think we won't have a, 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 an accurate idea. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. So uh, uh, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. Uh, we have uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash move left idiots. Patreon is patreon.com slash move left. <clears throat> merch available tinyurl.com slash uh move left pod uh ladonna what you uh your gofundme is on your twitter still right uh i think so yeah and i'm at poly bent p-o-l-i-b-e-n-t but i'm taking a social media break so i might be back a little later okay <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> i can't imagine <laughs> what is it depressing or something come on <laughs> um no so yeah so that's uh and i'm on twitter at move underscore left Oh, is Not that right. my cue? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at Twitter, missing my cue to talk about Twitter. Uh, did you already mention our pods? No, the um, show is, um, yeah, Move Left Pod on Twitter. Move Left Pod. We all, we'll follow back everybody, as long as you have followers. We got one follower the other day that had zero, so I was like, I don't know, I'm going to follow that one. Uh, and of course, as always, I am on Twitter at Bike Slutty. Yep, and we'll see you next week.
to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Oh! Hey!